Ah, summer. The best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Who doesn't love shopping at Target? Did you know the all-new Target Circle is the free and easy way to get the most deals at Target? And when you pay with your Target Circle card, you can save an extra 5% your way every day. But wait, there's more. Now you've got a new way to save with Target Circle 360. With unlimited same-day delivery, Target Circle 360 is the fastest way to get your order to your door or someone else's. Right now, sign up for Target Circle 360 for just $49 for your first year of membership. That's $50 off the regular price. Visit Target.com slash Circle or the Target app for more details. Same-day delivery is subject to terms, applies to orders over $35. For 5% discount, restrictions apply. See program rules in-store or at Target.com slash Circle card. Every family has an origin story, one passed down through the generations. Mine happens to be a mystery involving my great-great-grandmother left behind in Sicily. I'm Joe Piazza, and my new podcast will transport you to the gorgeous island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a whodunit for the ages. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. I am all in. with Scott Patterson, an iHeartRadio podcast. All right, everybody. Hey, it's Scott Patterson, and this is the I Am All In podcast from iHeartRadio and 111 Productions, and that was what a finale. Wow. That's it. Season one over. Can How did we get there it? so fast? I know, right? <laughs> and wasn't Scout fantastic as a nine-year-old actress? Good gosh, she was That terrific. was cute, That her, her first appearance. She was. It was really cute. It was really cute. Uh, Riley's got something for us. The rundown, maybe, huh? This is episode 21, Love, Daisies, and Troubadours, air date May 10th, 2001. Lorelai and Max send sparks flying as they reestablish their relationship, while Luke and Rachel find their flame fizzling out. Rory finally has the first conversation with Dean since their breakup. That was a lot of, lot of alliteration there for Riley. <laughs> <laughs> Anxious anchors. She sells seashells by the seashore. Anxious anchors placed in powerful posts. 
What's that from? What's Peter that reference Piper from? Come picked on. A <laughs> nice. Listen, Good Riley's job, a superstar Riley. now. You know, she's she's turning it out. Oh, you wait later we're in the show. Some we, mail. Have, we have a little treat for you. Oh, so we do. We do. Do you have wait. a little treat for me? Oh, oh <laughs> is, it, is it really a treat or is it a bombshell? <laughs> what, do you, what, what are you going to do? You going to lay see. an egg on me? What's happening? You'll, you'll see. You'll, you'll see. <laughs> Riley, are you enjoying your superstar status now? I mean, you you're you're like famous now. What's going on? I you know I think about it late at night when I'm trying to fall asleep. But you know I'm really enjoying it, and it, it just, it's 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 a thrill. It's exhilarating. Did you say it in a French accent? It's thrill. It's exhilarating. <laughs> That's Russian. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, we have to focus. So much to talk about. Oh, I want to talk about this. It's great. I love your superstardom. So you're getting stopped in the street now. You're giving autographs. You're getting tables at McDonald's again. What's going on? What's happening? I am, but only when I'm near a trash can. <laughs> People ask me to say that line. <laughs> Don't bring up my kid. Go away. Uh, so here we are. End of season one. Tw- is it episode 21. Season one. We only did 21 episodes, I guess. I guess I guess that's not the usual 22 that we did, but How do you feel? that's why it's 150. It's 153 episodes instead of 154. I always thought it was 154. It feels, it feels like it's just flown by. It really yeah. has. Not to be cliche, but it's like. We're already done season one. What would be your like overall take on season one? I mean, we'll break down this specific episode, but what's your, you know, this is your first time really seeing season one. What do you think? Mm-hmm. I, I I just think it has laid the groundwork. Here, I'm going to adjust the screen a little bit. Um, it's laid the groundwork for, I assume, what is to come uh, far more deep and uh, even if it's possible, more intriguing narratives and storylines and, and scenes to uh, be displayed before us. I mean, it's, Mm -hmm. uh, I gotta tell you, look, this final episode, there was a lot that rubbed me the wrong way. Really? No way. I'm so interested to hear because I loved every minute of it. Tell me, take me a little right now. Oh God. It's just like, I'm back in the Max Medina thing where it's like, ugh, ugh. Um, and it's just their banter and all that. And I, and I, and I, I mean, I'm almost glad to see, no, here's, here's what I want to say. I thought the breakup of, with Rachel, Rachel leaving was a little clumsy. Yeah. I mean, there could have been more of a conversation. Agree. I mean, there's, I mean, if it was so deep and meaningful to Luke, um, and it was so deep and meaningful to, to, to Rachel to even come back. You know, I'm thinking, gosh, this is, again, here we are missing a scene. Here's some character development that we're missing. And it was just like, he walks in the diner and he's been hammering away at Lorelai's place, you know, fixing her roof, fixing her mm-hmm. uh, uh, porch and all that stuff, railings. And then she's got her bags packed and see you, Luke, bye. And it's a couple minutes and like, wait, don't, you know, it's like. <laughs> it was, <laughs> I agree was too, that it was very quick. It was like, whoa, yeah. it was like somebody had to yeah. get her out of there real quick. Like we've only got three minutes for this breakup. Hit the road, girl. All right. I don't know because you are, you know, Luke is so prominent in this episode. But is the audience as a whole after year one is really that invested in Luke to warrant the writers to, to, to have the writers uh, uh, to justify a whole scene with Rachel sort of getting, you know, you know, really getting into the into the emotional life of what they had been putting each other through. You know what I mean? It kind of, kind of needed that. Yeah. Because I feel like my gut and 
you'll know better than I, but was that there's so much in that episode that that was literally the amount of time they had to get rid of her because the scene with you and Max to me was so much more important, like the verbal Mm. sparring and Mm -hmm. like round one, here we go. And it was like, I loved that scene so much. Yeah. Yeah. I actually forgot that Rachel was gone. I almost didn't care. I was like, this is where I need to be. Yeah. Maybe that's why they, they didn't write that scene for us to do because maybe they felt people didn't care that much about the Luke and Rachel thing. And let's just, Let's just get her going. It, it and seemed so that we can... the important part of the scene with Rachel, and you correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. was not the breakup mm-hmm. with Rachel, was that she's calling you out that yeah. about Lorelai. Like, yeah, there is a girl yeah. that came between us. Yeah, maybe it didn't need a whole scene. Maybe it was just so obvious. Maybe. Right? I mean, I, w- I could have watched bad. more of the breakup for sure, but what, what I needed, mm-hmm. I definitely got, which was her. Right, right. And she was right. She wasn't wrong. <laughs> She nailed me right between the eyes and I was speechless, right? She nailed me. She doesn't have any emotion with the breakup, which is maybe why it felt so abrupt too. She just is like, I put the dishes away, I put the coffee away, diner's closed, here's my bags, peace out, dude. Like what? Well, I think, you know, I think she was kicking herself. She had enough time while I was away repairing Lorelai's house uh, to, to realize and to kick herself and, uh, uh, to, to feel any tinge of regret um, that she'd blown it. She, you know, her moment had passed and she'd left me too many times before she, the trust was gone. Obviously I'm with another gal in my heart. Yeah. So there you go. You know, the opportunity, let me tell you, is not a lengthy visitor. No, no. As, as and we you all sure know. see that in this episode too, because it's like, uh, yeah. it wasn't as painful for me that Luke isn't with Lorelai. It's more now like, really? Come on. Come on. She- <laughs> yeah, you want, him, you want him to get to it. But listen, they, Max sends a oh thousand uh, daisies. And what are you going to do? How do you, how do you compete now with that's that? That's a pretty iconic Gilmore image. So were you familiar with it? Yeah. 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 It's, 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 it, it is a very iconic image. And was, was Lorelai giving Luke a daisy at the diner? being you know uh, a little dis i mean what was i don't that? know it was like here take that and go bury it was yourself weird. With like it. everyone yeah. gets a daisy i didn't remember that from like but i'm not just everyone i'm the guy that i'm in yeah, love with that you. was a little and you're in love with me how are you giving me a daisy mm. you know the, you know everybody listening had some excellent theories on why the coffee tasted different oh there was one i read about rachel mm-hmm, making the coffee that's why it tasted maybe rachel yep. was making the coffee and i did would would Luke do that? Would he get that loose with his uh, with his protocols there? They, the that's some brilliant know, theory. Yeah. So I'd love okay. to hear what they think the meaning of the Daisy to Luke was, because that was it was not necessary. So they obviously wrote no. it in for a reason. I'm going to taste my coffee. Oh yeah, and it's always great. <laughs> Scott's drinking his coffee right now. I've been cutting my fingers. I, I got slashed open the last no. night. I don't know what the heck's going Wait, on. Wait, you slash your finger on coffee or just no? No, no, no. My son is becoming a ninja. And oh, we were you were, you doing were some. sparring actually, not just like a Max yeah. Medina verbal yeah. sparring. He's seven years old. He's fierce. You wouldn't believe it. He's watching He's watching Shaolin monks Has he this ever morning. Watched I'm like, uh, no. He's he is not aware. He's seen little clips. I think uh, my wife has shown him, and he goes, "Oh, that's 
Is that daddy? <laughs> That's going to be pretty cool when he, when he sees it. I know. I know. He, he doesn't yeah, know. Yeah, a couple more years, for. like 10, <laughs> 10, 12 feels yeah. like. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but yeah, I'm really interested but, to see yeah, what I, people I, felt about that Daisy move because it was yeah. weird. It was yeah. weird. It almost bordered on disrespect. I don't know. I mean, was she so out of her head and and and, uh, and swept up in the moment that she just well, and forgot? They were out of their head. It just erased that running when they're running. Rory and Lorelai are running towards each other because they're finally like so happy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was mm-hmm. quite a kiss, by the way, with the truck with Dean and Rory. That was yeah. He basically ate her head See, I, I mean what like dude go for it in the parking lot of the private you, school just just devour her did face you, did you was it creepy for you or because i was kind of like yeah good all right i mean it was like it was like go get him <laughs> chicago boy yeah you know but it's like hey wait a minute that's uh that's rory gilmore there you better let's have a little more i mean i guess obviously he was directed to display some real yeah. passion yeah. um and he did he took the direction yeah. and uh, he proceeded to eat her and entire Chad Michael face. Murray played that scene so well too. You, you yeah. know, cause he was sad, devastated, disappointed. God, he's flailing. Isn't he? That poor guy just flailing, just doesn't know what to do. He's like, he's like Adam moves. He tries the old school stuff. It doesn't work. Yeah. Like get out of here. I would never <laughs> like, but I'll, I'll take your books. I mean, he's desperate. You know, poor Rory, poor too, because the girls are being so mean to her when she doesn't even want to go to the PJ Harvey concert. It's just like Tristan's always getting Rory into a mess. But how about that song? How about that song, that PJ Harvey song that came on? One line is the name of the song right. that came on when he starts eating her head. Oh, my God, right. And it was just like, wow. I listened to that song five times was, last night. I thought the truck was weirdly placed like why is the truck so close to the school that was like that's a little weird <laughs> pulled right up you know it's like where's security this guy could, you know he could have a bomb on him out. I don't you know. think a teacher would be like excuse me you two like we don't do that on campus at Chilton <laughs> that's a billion dollars worth of kids in there man you gotta protect them you can't just let you know Dean <laughs> that was definitely shot for like so we could get everything in the shop Right, exactly. He he pulled up in the truck, the eater right, face that off, and nobody. No security spot wasn't for a called. Student, I don't think so. <laughs> <Felt> weird. <laughs> oh my god, there's so much. I thought there would be some reaction when she said, "Listen, you dope." Because yeah. you idiot, yeah, I love yeah. you. I thought somebody. I thought the school would stop and turn around and go like like the scratch on the record. Well, and only Tristan is watching. I kept looking at the other kids and they're just like, hum, hum, dum, dum, like whatever. Yeah. We're not yeah, noticing yeah. this truck yeah. that's like parked in our classroom. And these two may- Who's this odd guy? <laughs> this 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 poorly clothed odd guy with in his with his real Jeep. life, there is no way that every student wouldn't be like what right. staring at that it's not a bmw it's not a mercedes it's not a rolls and who's the freak high schoolers right? and the leather jacket making by the out way. come on everyone's yeah. staring there is <laughs> look at it it's right before you like what's rory doing Man, please they got back together though how do you feel about that um yeah yeah i think it's i think as long as rory's happy yeah, i'm yeah. happy she was she yeah. was ecstatic and she you know, we had to get through another and listen, I'm, I'm going to take some heat for this, but uh, you know, sh- that we had to get through a couple more, uh, 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 um, 
Lane and Rory scenes. You know, so you, like, do you uh, not? Are you not loving there that? that? And I'm not. It's, okay. it's just, but I I understand the role, I, the the functionality of the character, and the why those scenes need to be there. And they feel just, better to me because like, I know. Here we go. They're getting predictable and repetitive for me. You know. This is what girls do. We talk about the same thing over right. and over and over right. again. And I don't want to be uh, like women and men. Men don't do that. They don't want to talk right. about the same topic and girls do it. Oh, that's okay. That's really? not true. That is not true. That's not true. <laughs> but no, no, no. It's like that guy, that guy that does that, that's the crazy guy that you want to get away from. I had an experience with a guy like that at one time in my life. And I had to end the friendship because I didn't want to hear so about he her anymore. After six- constantly about some girl. Dude. It was unbelievable. No, he was, look, we were friends. He was dating a, a, a girl. She, they were together. They lived together. And then, you know, he, I, he got, I don't know, they broke up and she took up and with a younger guy. Juicy. And she did it pretty yeah. quick. And he stalked <gasps> him and he was freaking out. And he was telling me about it. And he told me about the stalking. And I said, guy, you can't do that. You got to stop doing that. I find the Lane Rory yeah. scenes very enjoyable, pleasant, but I can understand where you're like, this is redundant. Move it along, you two. Enough of the banter. To me, I like it. It's too, you know what it is to me? You know what bothers me a little bit about it? It doesn't bother me a lot. I love Keiko and I love the character and all that, but it's all so mm-hmm. Rory centric and what's happening with Rory. And I'm here and I'm your supporting friend and I'm subservient all the time. And we're going to talk about your stuff every time we're together. And there's like, there's nothing coming back for her. And it's just, so it's like, here and we, we go. we do know those of us that have seen it many a time mm-hmm. that that does change, mm-hmm. but, but very fair Good. comment up till now. Yeah. Good. Especially of Good. late because Lane's been helping through the Dean thing. You know, I thought it was big when we learn that Rory's going to mm-hmm. go in the, into Dosi's market and you're like, huh, what's going to happen? So, it's like she Lane. We need Lane to help with these sort of pivotal moments. But. No, there's of course. So uh, and she deserves a, a gold medal for mm-hmm. friendship for being there. You know, twenty four seven for and just like getting whipped around, getting dumped as a friend, and you're studying with them. I like them and Lane. Like, how Lane dare is likable. So I yeah yeah no absolutely. But it's like another here we go. And we will take a break with Rory. Scout Taylor Compton is here. She's here. So we're going to talk to Scout when we come back. We'll be right back after these words. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I've never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. She's breathing right now? Yes, she's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, if you've ever experienced bedtime battles with the kids, I'm going to let you into a little secret. I'm Abby, a mother of two, and I had these battles myself. Endless excuses, delay tactics, and many tears and tantrums. But I've created a solution. The perfect kids podcast that makes bedtime a dream. It's called Koala Moon, and it's hosted by me, Abby. With over 300 episodes, packed with original stories and sleep meditations, Koala Moon makes bedtimes easy and enjoyable. Episodes start out engaging and really rather magical, but as they progress, they gently slow to a calm and relaxing pace to have your little ones out like a light. Since launching in 2022, Koala Moon has helped with over 20 million nights sleep and received over 6,000 five-star reviews. Win back your evenings. Listen to Koala Moon now on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids? Join Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids, where episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We learned how to recycle at the beach. That was great fun. Cowie, what do you say? It was. And that time when we did the science experiment and Billy made raisins dance. That is so cool, Billy. He did. <laughs> Not to mention when a certain Elliot took up swimming classes with Lisa. That was me. <laughs> Bet you can't catch me. I'm going to get you. All this fun and more in our Stories for Kids. Lingo Kids Stories for Kids is now available on Story Button, the kid-friendly device for screenless podcast listening. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everybody. Uh, we're going to bring in another very special guest. Her name is Scout Taylor Compton. She played Dean's sister in a couple episodes. We're going to bring her and talk to her. There she is. How are you, Scout? Welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on. Long time no see, man. Uh, you know what? How old were you when when you were on the show? Oh god, when I first started, I think I was like I think I was like nine or ten. Oh my goodness, really? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, does that make, does that just like it, I, I know me like now oh that I deal god. with like kids that are grown up, it just makes me feel so old. Oh my god. <laughs> like, you just made it. me feel really ancient. 
in a, in a good way, in a good way. <laughs> so funny. So let's get into this. I mean, well, people know who you are. We're going to do a, we're going to do an intro a little bit later because there's so much yeah. to talk about with you, with your, with the resume <laughs> that you have uh, built up. But uh, let's just get right into it. So you had the guest roles on ER Frazier at a very young age. Okay. So yeah. How did you get the role of Clara on Gilmore Girls? Tell us about that. I mean, the typical audition process. Um, I, I went in and saw Amy and a couple of the other producers and, um, you know, we just had to cry. <laughs> that was it. We just had to come in and cry. Okay. And I, I pretty much got it like really fast. I remember I auditioned and I think I heard the same day, but I, I think I was the oldest one there. They were a lot of like younger, younger kids. So I just figured I was like, ah, I'm probably not going to get it. Right. I'm going to go to someone a little bit younger. But then when I got it, I was like so stoked. <laughs> it was such an exciting uh, thing for me to do. What's, what season was it when you got it? Was it the first season? It was the first season. Okay. Yeah. But it was already out there and it was a hit and people knew about yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Everybody was talking about it. My mom loved it. Right. Like, <laughs> you know, all my, my family loved it, knew about it. So they wanted me to get it for sure. Um, so you were Dean's little sister. And uh, uh, Clara, and what was it like to play a little sister figure? Do you have other siblings in real life? Um, so I, I was raised in as, as an only kid. So this just didn't, yeah, this, this whole thing didn't, you know, occur to me like, oh, it's annoying little sister. Your siblings don't like each other. You fight all the time. Um, but I definitely got that sense because I feel like <laughs> I was like, so uh, I looked up to Jared. And I just was like, wanted to hang out with them all the time. And I was like, I think I, you too. I think every time I saw, especially the guys, every time I saw the guys, I was just like, I wanted to like hang out with you guys. Did we, did we hang out? Did we hang out on set? Yeah. Really? Oh, you don't remember? Do you remember? You, me, you and your mom? <laughs> well, my mom was never, my mom was super shy. So she never really hung around. So it's like me and the school teacher oh, right, kind of thing. Right, right, No, I do. I, I, I remember that now. Yeah. I remember I had, um. I don't know what they're called, but you would like flick the stick. It was like a, you'd have to like balance a stick in between two and you'd like could flip them in the air and all this stuff. And I remember it wasn't the first season. I think it was like the third where we, where it was like, um, I just remember the horses, the horses were on set. It was like this big, like huge scene. And I remember you and I were playing in front of Lorelai's house Huh. <laughs> and they had fake snow everywhere. Right. And I remember you could like toss it really high. Huh. And I was so envious. Wow. 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 <laughs> memories. What memories. <laughs> so how would you describe the character of Clara? You know, I feel like Clara came in just to kind of like add some spice to annoy any sort of character. I went from Rory. Then I went to Lorelai. And then I went to Dean. And then I went to, you know, Jess. So it's just like Clara was like that person that everyone was just like, get off of me. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, um, go away. So the first time we see is when you answer the door for Rory. Do you remember about that first day on set? What was that like? Yes. Yeah, so I remember I remember coming on set and, and you know, showing up to Warner Brothers is all there. And like that whole community was like formed in front of your eyes. And it was the first time you know, my little eyes had ever seen something like that. So I was very excited about that. Um, but I mean, working, you know, along alongside, you know, Lexa, she was awesome. And she was so sweet to work with. She was, um, she, I, I remember, the one thing I remember about her is that she would always, 
like be in her little chair and then she'd always be reading something. She's always reading a book. And I remember that. Um, but yeah, it was such a, it's such a nice, nice scene to film. I, you know, I just had to cry. Right. Right. Were you nervous yeah. that first day? Were you a little nervous? I, yeah, really nervous. But I mean, everybody was so welcoming on that set. I think that was so, that was what's so great about, you know, the Gilmore Girls set is everyone was so cool, man. Yeah, we were, we, we uh, we all got along. You yeah. Know? We, we all, I think we shared this, uh, you know, we all shared in this uh, struggle to get all the lines right at the, at that speed. So we were all, we were kind of all in the same boat, you know, it's like, are we going to, we'll get through this. We'll get through this day. Yeah. We'll, we'll do I bet it. there's so many bloopers of you guys just like. No, not a lot. We didn't, no, we didn't screw really? up the lines very much. No. Oh, good for you no, guys. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> like, oh, God. Yeah. There's, there's quite a blooper reel. Um, yeah. <laughs> You know, we I, we got that church laughter uh, many many times. Uh, where yeah. and I wish and I hope and I wish and hope they have those bloopers because those are the funniest ones where you just you can't do it anymore. And in the most serious moments at three a.m. or two a.m., you just start you break down your your mind breaks down and you just start laughing and everybody starts laughing and every you cannot recover. I'm so curious because the speed is such like an iconic thing to the show. Was that something that you kind of like picked up on or? No, that was, uh, that was the one note we got from every single director was faster. Faster. Yeah. Faster, it was faster. always faster. Yeah. It didn't, it wow. didn't, it, it didn't matter how fast you thought you did it. That was the note. Yeah. Um, so tell us about, okay, here's, here's a fan question. This is from Iris from Houston. She okay. wants to know, what is your favorite memory of your experience on Gilmore Girls? Your overall favorite memory? Um, I think probably all the memories that I think no one else remembers. I was a, I was like a little kid. I playing with you, and then um, I remember Sean uh, Gunn. I was making him do cartwheels one time with me, <laughs> and I think Dean joined in on that too. Um, I, I think like just getting everybody because I, I was just such a bubbly kid. And I was just like trying to get everybody to play with me constantly. Right. And, it, and everyone did. I, I have like the, the you know, uh, all those memories. I remember um, Sean and I, it just, it like clicked. We just did a con together not too long ago. And I knew that I had someone playing with me, like doing car rolls and stuff like that. But I don't remember who it was. And then when I saw Sean, we put two, two together of Gilmore Girls that we both were on the show together at in the same episodes and we did you know and i was like oh my god you were the one who i were i was playing with and he's like oh my god that was you it was, <laughs> it was like this aha moment like right. old old person brain just like remembering all these memories right right, right. um sure. yeah i think that <laughs> well what what was it like working with jared did you guys uh click right away yeah, we did. Jared's so Jared's such a special human. He really is. He made me feel like I was actually like his sister. You know, he made me feel like very welcomed and and he knows how to, you know, he knew how to work with younger people. Um I almost worked on Supernatural with him, which would have been a really cool reunion. Um but that didn't happen, but yeah, it's he was such a good guy to work with, mm -hmm. really. Good. As much as I'd like to say I was team, right. I was probably team Jess because I had a big crush on Milo at the time. <laughs> oh, you were the one. Oh, I because I couldn't figure out who it was because nobody really yeah. likes him. 
Yeah. That was me. That was you. Okay, now we know. <laughs> Sorry. What were you? What team were you? I'm sure you've said it so many times. Well, I've, I've, I was always Jess, and then I said team. When 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 Jared came out with this campaign, because uh, uh, he suffers from a little depression, and he was helping mm-hmm. other people that suffered from depression. When he came out mm-hmm. with that, you know that. Uh, that very thoughtful uh, and very effective campaign to help other people. That, then I sort of became in 2015. I, I, I at ATX, I I said I was Team Jess. I mean Team Dean. Oh. Sorry. Oh, okay. Because I okay. just I just wanted him to feel a little better that you know he had my yeah. support. Not that it really mattered to him. At all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, so. <laughs> in FYI, I was always Team Luke. So there you go. <laughs> I was always rooting for that. And I was always Team Clara, too. I was always like, you know, that's the best sister you can have. There you go. Uh, I love it. Oh, you were in that town meeting this first episode. Yeah, the first episode. I was in a town meeting. And and were you there all day and all night? Yeah, it was terrible, right? Well, that was one of the days that we were doing the cartwheels because I was so bored out of my mind. Thank God you were there. That was probably the one day we enjoyed you yeah. know, doing the town meetings. Not to complain, yeah. but it's like it was like hot in it's there. Me. It was all yeah. God, it was I'm always so... hot. Yeah. Why was it? Because every every it's a tent. Like, You're inside a tent. Yeah. Did they have? They had like a couple of fans. Couple. I do remember. They do they remember. did their like, best. Only a couple. They did their best. Those huge yellow tubes. Yeah. We we'd all have to pile out. Oh god. Pile back in. Yeah. Uh, is, it's know, August. It's 110. You're in winter clothing. <laughs> you're sweating your brains yeah. out. Uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's still it's still compared to what uh, people do for jobs. It, it was it was yeah. a cakewalk. You know what I mean? Um, I never talked in a town meeting. You I never didn't? did. No. I just mine were just reactions, just reacting to everybody what they were saying. <laughs> Nine years old on a set like that all day. And you really wanted to do that since you were, you know, even younger than nine years old. It's like, what, how did you fall in love with acting? Well, I, you know, I was such a bubbly, talkative, like kid and, and my dad's a corner and, and he was a mortician. So I grew up in that world and I didn't really have a lot of friends. So (laughs) like nobody wanted to come over to my house. I don't know why, but so I did. (laughs) <laughs> I got you with that one. You didn't know that. I didn't know that. That's really funny. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. i never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. (laughs) You couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. 
a story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, if you've ever experienced bedtime battles with the kids, I'm going to let you into a little secret. I'm Abby, a mother of two, and I had these battles myself. Endless excuses, delay tactics, and many tears and tantrums. But I've created a solution. The perfect kids podcast that makes bedtime a dream. It's called Koala Moon, and it's hosted by me, Abby. With over 300 episodes, packed with original stories and sleep meditations, Koala Moon makes bedtimes easy and enjoyable. Episodes start out engaging and really rather magical, but as they progress, they gently slow to a calm and relaxing pace to have your little ones out like a light. Since launching in 2022, Koala Moon has helped with over 20 million nights sleep and received over 6,000 five-star reviews. Win back your evenings. Listen to Koala Moon now on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids? Join Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids, where episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We learned how to recycle at the beach. That was great fun. Cowie, what do you say? It was. And that time when we did the science experiment and Billy made raisins dance. That is so cool, Billy. He did. <laughs> Not to mention when a certain Elliot took up swimming classes with Lisa. That was me. <laughs> Bet you can't catch me. I'm going to get you. All this fun and more in our Stories for Kids. Lingo Kids Stories for Kids is now available on Story Button, the kid-friendly device for screenless podcast listening. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's move on to another fan question. This is from Joanne in Little Rock. She wants to know... uh, she actually wants to know what you think about the way Max Medina proposed to Lorelai. Do you have any thoughts on that? Oh, in that episode. Yeah. Well, my thing was I was pissed because you had just left the house and, and that, that altercation between you guys and then you left your toolbox just to kind of like leave your stamp at the house. So obviously, like my heart was like, no, no, don't say it. Don't say it. But I thought it was really good. Oh, you did? It was beautiful. Uh-huh. Like, I mean, any girl to show up at their workplace and it, it was covered in beautiful yellow flowers. Uh-huh. Yeah. I was like, Luke, come on, like, step up your game here. Come on. 
Yeah, he's got the hair. He's got the flower thing. He's got, he's got a lot yeah, on. but he didn't have the itch. There you you go. know what I'm there saying? You, <laughs> you get bored of that real quick. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the bad boy, good boy for <laughs> syndrome, you know? Yeah, you got to have both, I guess. Uh, there's, more, yeah. there's more fighting, but it's, it, the relationships last longer. <laughs> yeah, because you're on a you're on a roller coaster ride. Uh, there you go. Um, all right, so uh, Margaret from New York City has a question. Do you think it was wise of Rachel to leave after seeing how Luke was towards Lorelai? Okay, well let's just like let's put a let's put it down here, roll. Okay, real quick. <sighs> if my guy was spending the majority of his time with another woman, whether he's like working on her house or whatever and not spending any time with me. Come on, man. Like, you know, yeah. something's up. Yeah. It's bad. You know? It doesn't look good. Yeah. It doesn't look good. And, and I think that's a big thing for a woman to be like, Hey, I love you, but I'm going to, I'm going to step aside. Cause I can tell that something's brewing here. <laughs> you know, I didn't trust her. Luke didn't trust her anymore. Yeah. I think I think Luke uh had moved on. Yeah. As he fell deeper in love with Lorelai because clearly he's obsessed with Lorelai from yeah. from the first episode. And yeah. he's pining for her. And then this and, and people in the town talk about Rachel Lorelai didn't you know about Rachel? She looked like a supermodel. He was so in love. He was so devastated. Doesn't mean he's devastated now. Yeah. You know what I mean? But now that she's back and it's like, I think Lorelai is misinterpreting his feelings toward Rachel. And I think it's just sort of a knee jerk kind of a thing where he feels obligated to maybe give it another chance, but his heart isn't into it with Rachel because mm-hmm. he's thinking about Lorelai. And that was doomed to fail. She'd burned him too many times, too much scar tissue, wasn't going to do it. Uh, it's like somebody else moved in, babe. There's this other girl. She's spectacular. And she does She's not going to leave me. Yeah. I trust her. Well, that's kind of like the thing, too. It's like you comfortable with, even though you, you realize that you're, you're not in it anymore. You don't know how to, like, let go of that thing that you're just, like, not good for you. It's over. It, it ended. Trust me. I, you know, my past, it's taken me a long time, way longer to, like, leave a relationship that I know is, like, not when I'm checked out um, just because it's comfortable. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's what happens. Little thing called life. <laughs> little thing called life. Right. It gets in the way sometimes. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you want to do a little rapid fire? Sure. We haven't done rapid fire in a couple of weeks, but we're, we're going to do it with you. Okay. What is that? Oh, you're going to have to answer these questions very rapidly. Ready? Okay. Ready? I'm just going to fire them at you. All right. Okay. Here we go. How do you take your coffee? I don't drink coffee. You can smell. Can you smell snow? No. Can you, we already know the answer to this. Uh, are you team Logan, team Jess or Dean? Team Jess on the weekends, team Logan on the weekdays. Who's the daddy like anybody really cares? Who's the daddy like anybody really cares? I, I put that version in. Oh. Who's the, who's the daddy? Uh, Dean. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Best memory of Gilmore Girls. You already answered that, but go ahead. Yeah. Yes. Uh, another one, another one, another Flips. one. Flips. Um, uh, uh, doing cartwheels oh, with Sean and one. me. And no, no doing wood games with me. Uh, one word to describe Gilmore Girls. Fast. Are you, are you uh, familiar with Creepy Clown Pillow? No. Okay, good. Either was I, and I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> is that a part of Gilmore Girls? It's a, yes, it's a pillow that appears in, in Lorelai's 
living room in every single episode and we're we're tasked to find it in every single episode. I wonder who has that pillow is the real question. I don't know, but whoever does, I mean they're in for <laughs> big dollars at the next Gilmore auction, I'll tell you that. Um I want to talk about your other you're a, you're a singer. Yeah, I, I dabbled. You dabbled? Dabbled, dabbled in that. Well, I, I'm mostly a drummer. I, I played drums. Really? Um, yeah. <laughs> you played instrument? Are we starting a band? Uh, could, yeah, no, I've had many bands, like guitar and piano, oh, nice. but mostly guitar, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, that's right. I um I did this movie called The Runaways. Uh, do you know that band? Sure. Yeah. God, yeah. And I, um, I'm um, i a drummer. Like, everything has to be moving, but really? I, I played... I played Lita Ford, so I had to learn guitar. And my little hands don't don't really do guitar very well over here. <laughs> that, that was that was definitely really really hard, but that was really cool. How good a drummer are you? I mean, rate yourself. Are you are you top notch? Yeah, I'm pretty good. Pretty good. Really? I mean, I, I feel like if I would have stuck with it, I probably could have like you know maybe did like a little little band tour or something. <sighs> Like you choose, you choose. You want a band career? Do you want an acting career? Oh yeah, you gotta choose. You can't have both. I mean, you can, but it's like you, you know, you gotta start early and you gotta go on the road. Yeah. It's a whole deal. Yeah. It's a whole I mean, deal. You know, I've, I've dated, you know, I, in my younger years, I like dated a lot of musicians, and I saw that life. That I'm a grandma. I'm like <laughs> I'm in bed by ten o'clock. <laughs> like that life, I just I can barely. If I'm out later, it's like. I'm out until like sunrise, you know what I'm saying? Right. So I I couldn't do that like right. over and over and over. I and know. Over that's that's a grind. That whole world yeah. is a grind. Totally is. Remake of Halloween? 2009? Wow. Did you work <laughs> yeah, with we, Did you work with Jamie Lee Curtis? Was she in that? No. So we did the first one in 07, we did the second one. So these were the remakes uh with Rob Zombie who directed. Oh cool. And I played um who Jamie Lee Curtis plays. Oh my goodness. So, you were the Jamie Lee Curtis. That is fantastic. Wow. For those two movies. Yeah. Wow. It's <laughs> pretty cool. It's a cool experience. I'm, I mean, I'm very thankful for the experience and I don't know who if you know who Rob Zombie is. He's Sure I do. Oh, he's one of the greatest guys to work with. And I mean, if you want a hands-on director, he's your guy. Like I'd show up to set at like, you know, usually actors are there before and everybody, you know, and, and he, I'd be up there like getting my makeup done and he'd be on set, like spray painting some, some stuff. And I'm like, what are you doing here, man? It's like, I'm making sure the set looks good. (laughs) He would know, (laughs) right? I know. You know? I know. So he is, he's really rad. He was cool. Wow. Yeah. Talk about a rock guy. Exactly. I mean, talk yeah. about extreme rock and roller. Oh yeah. His shows. He's, he's the most, the, the most person I've seen in concert. I've seen him like 10 or 11 times and he puts on a great, great show. Really? Even if you don't like his music, go to one of his shows. I don't know. I, I go to a lot of shows. I love, I love all kinds of, I, you know, we just had uh, 98 degrees on before you and, I'm going to go oh, to one of their shows. I don't care. I mean, I, I was never into boy bands. It's not my thing. It was, I'm like late 60s, early 70s, rock, classic rock. You know, that's how I grew yeah. up. Uh, sleepovers. That's so oh. Raven. Charmed. The Core. <laughs> Princess Diaries 2. The Royal Engagement. Sky High. Yeah. Wow. So you worked with Anne. Is that Anne Hathaway in, in Princess yeah. Diaries? Yeah. What was that like? 
Yeah. So I did a lot of the, um, I, I did a lot of like the voice stuff. So I, I met her once, um, in like the ADR session, but I didn't do any of the, like the live camera stuff. I did a lot of like the voice stuff behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, they had like a lot of kids in there and, um, I, I pretty much played almost all of them. <laughs> it's funny. I was like recording lines for like a lot of the little kid characters. It's like, okay. All right. <laughs> It's so interesting. It really is. Yeah. The world is so nuts. All right. We got to wrap. Yeah. I'm sad. I like talking uh, to you. We can talk. We can, yeah. You're going to come back and you come back. I would love at to. At some point. Yes. Like next episode you're in, we'll have you back. Uh, we're going to go to a concert. We're, you're going to take me to Rob Zombie. Yes. <laughs> and so I can, so I can rock again. Um, Heck yes. I'm tired of waiting for Oasis to get back together. I don't think it's going to happen. So I'm not, never going to yeah. rock. You can rock at other places. <laughs> we got you. Don't wait. Don't wait until them. <laughs> okay. Uh, listen, thanks for your time. This was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. Love to have you back and we'll, we'll get into your other stuff too and some music stuff and it'll be a lot of fun. Great. Um, Thank you. Scott. All right, Scout. Great seeing you again. And uh, you uh, all the best. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thank you. Bye. All right. Bye. <laughs> I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. i never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. Breathing. Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, if you've ever experienced bedtime battles with the kids, I'm going to let you into a little secret. I'm Abby, a mother of two, and I had these battles myself. Endless excuses, delay tactics, and many tears and tantrums. But I've created a solution. 
the perfect kids podcast that makes bedtime a dream. It's called Koala Moon and it's hosted by me, Abby. With over 300 episodes packed with original stories and sleep meditations, Koala Moon makes bedtimes easy and enjoyable. Episodes start out engaging and really rather magical, but as they progress, they gently slow to a calm and relaxing pace to have your little ones out like a light. Since launching in 2022, Koala Moon has helped with over 20 million nights sleep and received over 6,000 five-star reviews. Win back your evenings. Listen to Koala Moon now on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids? Join Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids, where episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We learned how to recycle at the beach. That was great fun. Callie, what do you say? It was. And that time when we did the science experiment and Billy made raisins dance. so cool, Billy. He did. <laughs> Not to mention when a certain Elliot took up swimming classes with Lisa. That was me. <laughs> Bet you can't catch me. I'm going to catch you. All this fun and more in our Stories for Kids. Lingo Kids Stories for Kids is now available on StoryButton, the kid-friendly device for screenless podcast listening. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Amy, what's the big announcement? Okay, everybody. Uh We are doing our first I Am All In Friendsgiving live virtual podcast and we want you to join so not only will you see scott's beautiful face but we will be on camera we'll have guests it's gonna be amazing all your favorite gilmore stars will be with us and it's going to be benefiting two amazing charities that are near and dear to scott's heart oh yeah so scott oh yeah oh yeah yeah. all right uh are you all in everybody's everybody all in I can't hear you. It's an I am all in friends giving live virtual podcast with me and all of my special guests from Stars Hollow. This is benefiting, by the way, uh, a charity that's near and dear to my heart, St. Jude's Children Research Hospital and also baby to baby. Uh, general admission, $15. VIP includes Q&A with me and the guest, $25. Uh, you can celebrate with me and my fellow Stars Hollow friends for the ultimate holiday celebration Thursday. Everybody free Thursday for Thursday, November 11th, 2021, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. And I'm going to reveal our first special guest. It's going to be, ready, drum roll, give me a little drum oh, roll yeah. over there. I'll do it. <laughs> sound like a cat. I sound like a cat that's purring. It's going to be, and what an appropriate sound effect for this special guest. It's going to be Emily Kuroda, Mrs. Kim, is going to join us. We will name other special guests. Uh, We will reveal them in time. Uh, But please join us. We're going to have a heck of a good time. We're going to raise some money for some good causes. All right. Can't wait. November 11th, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, and... We'll put the info on our Instagram. We'll put it on all our socials. But wait, there's more. There's more. Uh-oh. 
There's more. Can't stand this. Danielle. Danielle Romo, ladies and gentlemen. She just, she came off the yacht to uh, grace us. Uh, how's, how's the yacht? Well, yeah, because you weren't here, Danielle. You were uh, coming back from Catalina. I really wish I was on a yacht, let me tell you. <laughs> um, what do you have for us? You got some exciting news? We have another exciting announcement. And the exciting announcement is we officially have merch. No way. I heard the rumor. Yes. Yes. So we have a really cool I'm all in mug and a hat. So you can drink your coffee while listening to this podcast and wearing your hat. And we will do it right alongside you. How do they get tickets to the virtual event and how do they get the merch? Okay. So they get tickets to the virtual event. There's two websites. Tickets for the virtual event is loopedlive.com. And if you want to get some merch, it's myfanthreads.com. And we will put it, um, we'll put both links in our bio on our Instagram. So feel free just to check it out there. I got to tell you, those hats look so cool. I mean, it really does. They look like uh, the Kennedys would wear them on their sailing boats back in the 60s. They're so so great. They're, they're, They're just fantastic looking. They're aged, little aged looking. They're just so... So, so appropriate for the show and the mugs, you, that mug, let me tell you something. I couldn't, when you sent me the mug, the mock-up of the mug, I couldn't stop looking at it. I was, I was just like mesmerized by that mug. Legit. I, legit. You know, I, you're going to send me a mug? Cause I want that mug. Two. Two. You're going to send me two. Yeah. Wow. We'll deduct it from your check. Thank you. Um, the first proposal was incredibly lame. Yeah when they were fighting after you left. Yeah. She had a great point. That is not how that's, that's not how you do it, but but that's, that shows how desperate he was. Yeah. But it also showed how much he loved her, you know? And um, yeah, Yeah. I do believe that. Look, he's going, he's, he's going all in, right? You can't fault him for that. I do believe that you're right. He does love her. It's a little desperate. It's a little screwy. Mm hmm. But he really likes her. What's not to like? She's so freaking cool. Yeah. yeah. I um listen, he's making his play. It's gonna fall short from what I know, what I've heard, what I I'm hoping for. But uh <laughs> yeah, no, I, I look, I enjoy watching him. Uh, he's a terrific actor and he's uh, he's easy to believe. And I like the two of them together. Uh, you know, I had, I had some issues with it. Uh, now I'm, I relaxed a little bit. I accepted it and, uh, it's, it's, it's a necessary tool to mm-hmm. use that the writers, uh, uh, go to their toolbox for is to create these types of characters. To of get the the toolbox. I can't say goodbye to my toolbox. And, and you can't left happen. the toolbox again. I did. I left it there. I know. Yeah. And that was intentional. Obviously. Like you're going to come home with her thinking you're going to get to third base or home hit a home run and you're going to see my toolbox. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Keep, keep that in mind. That entire scene is probably mm-hmm. one of my favorites of the whole season. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, maybe I, I I, you're a harsh critic on yourself. It was, yeah. that is a good scene. And yeah. I thought it was really telling that the toolbox gets left and that she says, bye bye Bert as they're out the door and it's like that just had a lot more meaning to me too like Mm -hmm. like the daisy that she gives luke the toolbox that had a lot of meaning marking i don't know if it was marking your territory or what you know what was interesting 
for me about that scene, it's it's really about for me what Lorelai didn't say in that scene, the way she let that go on. Mm-hmm. Because I think in a real world situation, who's going to let that conversation go on that long? Right. So she so she was enjoying that. Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't want yeah. two cuties fighting over them? <laughs> Please. Like, I would be like, oh, let's go. You know why? Because she likes that Luke likes her. She's so yeah. like, there's nothing between us. You know, we're mm-hmm. just friends. But she likes him. So she likes that he likes her. But it's such a Lorelai move, right? To to cut somebody off and go, oh, okay, getting a little awkward here. All right, see ya. Here's your toolbox. Bye bye. But yeah, she didn't do that, did she? She let me go. She let me mark my territory. She doesn't care that you break into the house. She doesn't care that you're on the deck at five in the morning. Right. Like, oh, you, she only cares because you woke her up. Like, she doesn't yeah, care but she, that you're she, actually she, she, she there. Did, she did go off on me. She was only because you woke her up, not yeah. because you were there. <laughs> See, you know i felt like in this episode they really had luke take a big leap forward like mm-hmm. we all know what's happening now boom you're gonna be at her house all the time i fix yeah. things around here yeah a lot yeah no don't screw around pal <laughs> i got a toolbox it's really big i mean i don't want to get ahead of ourselves but like i'm just gonna do it now my favorite line is doesn't matter what time it is. I'll be around. Right. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. So, okay. I need everybody to give an answer to this because I know what I think. Of that scene in the hallway, those two, Max and Luke, are going at it. Who won? Who won that little boom, boom, boom? Lorelai. See, I think it was you. I thought Luke, Lorelei I thought won. Luke won. Um, Yeah, I think he won because he... It, it put a real seed of doubt in Max's mind as to what the heck is going on here. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like he, it's like he, he, he was caught up in a situation where he found himself in this, you know, this tennis match, this verbal mm-hmm. sparring match with this guy he doesn't even know. And he's heard about a little bit. And it's like, what is, so I, you know, that helped to, you know, put the seed of doubt in his mind and start questioning her and what are her motives and what, how does she really feel about me? And um, yeah, she, you know, anybody would have stepped in and, and just said, okay, that's it. Bye-bye. But, you know, she let him go on. And mm-hmm. now, uh, you know, that is what is called, uh, um, it's not only marking your territory, but I'm actually sabotaging, like willfully sabotaging their relationship right in front of their yeah. faces. That's accurate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think Max is going to begin to wonder what Rachel already figured out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's going to be packing his bags too, going to the station. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Or Lorelai has to take your little thousand, no, 999 daisies because I'm going to take mine (laughs) and I'm going (laughs) to. Lorelai has to admit to herself, hmm. Mm -hmm. I better figure this yeah. out yeah and obviously luke went rushing over there to tell her that he that rachel left right he was hoping for a slightly different outcome which is why you were a little bit fired up for that i think so boom 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 boxing match yeah i think he was coming over to you know sort of move it into the first act of the rest of his Shoot life his maybe. shot as the kids say <laughs> And yet again, you know, he, 
He's like Mrs. Kim level interruption is Max, mm-hmm. right? And he's mm-hmm. about to, you know, maybe seal the deal and get another date or get a date or, right. or, or just maybe just, you know, who knows what would have happened in that magical evening. And then Max yeah. is there coming for a date. Yeah, Bad I mean, it's timing. an interesting sort of season one finale cliffhanger because it's not so much a cliffhanger as we have Lorelai engaged-ish. She hasn't given her answer. Rachel left. Dean and Rory are back together. So we have all these like important things that we're going to start to dig into, I'm sure, but we weren't really left hanging too much. Mm-mm. Now, the thing that has me baffled somewhat, and maybe baffled's not the right word, but now here we are back again, you know, getting off the hallway thing with Max and Luke. I think we've uh, we've rode that horse and put it away wet. But uh, 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 but let's go back to Paris. Mm. Now, Paris is back to square one. It's like she was looking for an excuse to hate her again. Yeah. And it's all jealousy over Tristan and all that and the PJ right. Harvey tickets. Well, but it's all Jesus. a bad Three's Company episode because you're like, hey, this is just a misunderstanding. And Rory's trying to explain right. it, but right. Paris isn't listening. It's like Rory's not going to the concert with that dude. Rory was being so open and honest and genuinely concerned to and trying to preserve their friendship. Mm-hmm. I found that very touching and, and very revealing of her mm-hmm. character, being so open and honest to somebody who was being so incredibly hostile mm-hmm. and stupid. And I like the other girls ganging up on Rory. I, I don't like that. Yeah, I, yeah, it, was, it seemed a little incongruous. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I guess for dramatic purposes, here we are. We're yeah. back square one with the Paris Hayton. Right, we're left with that mess. But but I mean, it's now it's like, you know, now it's to the point where she's on. You know, she's she's the head of the the editor of the school paper, and she's going to screw Rory up, and she's not going to give her the job. She's not going to give her the writing assignment. She's not going to do this. She's not going to do that. It's just like, wow. It's very teen girl because it's like, it's not Rory's fault that Tristan likes Rory and Rory's not going for it. But mm-hmm. Paris is still pissed. And it's just like, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know how you go from Rory being so sweet and so supportive on, you know, helping Paris prepare for her first date with mm-hmm. uh, Tristan and actually uh, uh, making the first date mm-hmm. happen to going, you know, uh, you know, it just it doesn't say it doesn't say good things about Paris. No, she's jealous. She gets really jealous and comes at it fierce. Paris needs uh, some character building experiences. Mm-hmm. You know, she doesn't seem to learn from <laughs> her her te- teachable moments in her life thus Not far yet, as we yeah. have seen. She she reverts back to the mean, which is literally ver- being very mean. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, just. Took me by surprise, and I' glad for it. Don't get me wrong. As a fan and watcher of the show, now I'm eager to see what transpires with the uh, with Paris and her little team of uh, ne'er-do-wells. But um, <laughs> yeah, we've got a lot coming. Yeah, but it's almost at the point where it's like Rory just needs to move on, and like I don't know, not get out of the school, transfer out of the school. But these people are crazy. Right, they're after right, her. Right, right. Be, it's like they want to. They're after her. It's, it's like yeah. It's like really be done with this bleep. Like stop. Yeah, it. yeah. It's like grow up yeah. and like. But it's I don't know. Makes for good TV, I guess. Riley, it's your big moment. You have two minutes and thirty Holy seconds. Holy cow! All right. 
This is Riley, and this is your pop culture. So first we have Lorelai wakes up, and there's banging on the house, and Lorelai says, the freaking blue man group is outside our house. The three men were inspired by a French painter and artist, which is why they chose the color blue. The show uses about 28 trays of blue makeup a week, and it takes the group about an hour to get ready for a 90-minute show. So we have a pop culture reference to Margot Kidder. Yeah, this one is interesting. Scott, I want your take. Riley, you go. We did not feel that. Mm -hmm. Rory says, no, my insane mother, Margot Kidder. Gilmore woke me up. So here's our thought. 20 years later, there's a couple references that land badly. Because, you know, for people that don't know, Margot Kidder was... Uh, Lois Lane and Superman and she suffered from mm-hmm. mental illness and we and the yes. joke ish sort of mocks that so you know we didn't want to act like we didn't hear it we wanted to talk about it and say there's a there's a few of those where they just don't work 20 years later and we don't want to perpetuate it or keep it going it's like that joke wasn't okay I, okay but I also I think there's license there because you know, fans, I guess how, and I do too, and I'm a fan of things. Uh, you have a hard time, uh, uh, you know, keeping the public uh, perception and the private reality uh, uh, from skewing each other. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, it's, you know, it's hard to differentiate. And when somebody, you know, when somebody establishes a character and then they act out in real life that way, mm-hmm. it's hard to really kind of forgive it it's 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 almost like, like i remember ann hayes went off yes. the deep end right. at one the point aliens and, were talking to her and the whole thing right and 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 it's like it it people get very confused about that kind of thing and yeah. i remember the margot kidder stuff and it's just like she had she'd been out of the public eye for a long time right mm-hmm. and she hadn't been and she'd been working maybe in some obscure stuff but superman was always going to be the top mm-hmm. thing she'd ever done her you know um, her crowning achievement in, in film. And she was terrific. I mean, just terrific mm-hmm. in that role. Terrific actress. You could see the chops. You could see the dedication. Um, and to have something like that happen, it's just very unfortunate. But it's hard when the press, I don't, you know, you can't blame her. The press really, you know, wants the clicks and mm-hmm. they want the the readership and all that. So they're going to take advantage of that. And blow yeah, I think it you make a great point. It's like, that's why we didn't want to just not talk about it. We wanted to acknowledge right. it and see what the, fans think what everybody thinks like about some of those that maybe don't work as well or maybe Mm -hmm. now but how would you like you know if you you know if you're suffering from an episode how would you like that plastered all over the headline i mean it's hard enough dealing with uh, mental illness right and then and then you've got to deal with this uh i mean what she went through Lorelai asked Luke who the guy was out that owned the body shop in town, and Lorelai says, no, the Dick Tracy guy. So Dick Tracy is a fictional police detective in American comic strip Dick Tracy created in 1931. Dick Tracy had an iconic look of a long yellow coat and a hat, red and black striped tie, and a black suit. Warren Beatty starred as Dick Tracy in the 1990 film Adaptation. Rory says... The old Rory is staging a comeback. Lane says, may it be more successful than Peter Frampton's. He was previously... Peter Frampton was previously associated with the Bands Humble Pie in the Herd. He had a huge hit called Baby I Love Your Way. He tried in the 80s to make a comeback and it was deemed unsuccessful. And he attended high school with David Bowie. Yes, he did. Peter Frampton's father ran that high school, that special creative high school for highly creative kids and outside of London. Uh, that was Peter Frampton's dad, who was the head, head minister, even the owner of that place. And Bowie went there. Yeah, that's where they were friends. 
Lane swears she has never seen Dean with another girl at school. Rory says you swear on the life of the lead singer of Blur. So Blur is an English rock band formed in London in 1988. Blur is rivals with the other English band Oasis. Member Damon's daughter Missy was named after the rapper Missy Elliott. And bassist, bassist Alex James had a second career as a cheesemaker. Yeah. The, uh, the British press, which is fantastic. I mean, their, their, their tabloid stuff is just so juicy. It's so great. Um, you know, they really, they made those two bands, um, you know, it was, it was a rivalry to end all rivalries. One was like this blue collar guys from Manchester and Oasis. And then you had the suburban kids with the educated kids with their, with their love songs and all that stuff. And, and, you know, uh, they would outsell each other. The singles would break records, but you know, nobody hit it like Oasis hit it with those two albums in the beginning or the three albums. Nobody has done that. And um, it was, a, it was, you know, it was to both of their advantages that the press really took up that rivalry and made it something that it, it didn't need to be, but it, it just was. We've mentioned previously in the episode talking about PJ Harvey, Tristan offers Rory tickets to see PJ Harvey and Tristan says you're a PJ Harvey fan, right? So Polly Jean Harvey is an English singer songwriter and musician she holds a degree in sculpture and had her work exhibited in several galleries in the uk her song the desperate kingdom of love was used as a title for season two episode one of one tree hill louise and madeline are talking in the hallway after rory asked for her notes and madeline says okay so now i've decided that i'm completely into judy garland she was the courtney love of her day so i can tell you facts about judy garland and i can tell you facts about courtney love we're kind of still deciphering what the connection is between the two we both we know that they both had stub, substance abuse problems in hollywood what else can the connection be um so we all know judy garland from the wizard of oz she is also the mother of lorna luft and liza minnelli and courtney love married kurt cobain in 1992 and had a daughter named francis that same year mm-hmm. right. i still don't totally get the reference but i'm gonna trust somebody on we're gonna family. have to do some digging yeah. <laughs> I want to make that connection. Lane says, I so encourage us. I love you, but you've been mopey dopey and about 12 other melancholy dwarves for the past five weeks. And I miss the old Rory when talking about talking to Dean again. So Snow White and the Seven Dwarves is a 1937 American animated musical fantasy film. There are actually seven dwarves, grumpy, dopey, doc, happy, bashful, sneezy, and sleepy. The only one that Lane got actually right was dopey. Disney created the sound of the floor creaking with Dopey's footsteps by bending an empty leather wallet back and forth. And Snow White is said to be the youngest Disney princess at the age 14. Makes that kiss just that much creepier, though. It does. It's a little weird. It does a little bit. Okay. Bashful. Lane is going on and on about a story about Janie Furtman at school. Lane says, I couldn't believe it. I almost went full Matrix on her. The Matrix is a 1999 sci-fi film starring Keanu Reeves, Lawrence Fishburne, and Carrie Ann Moss. Will Smith said no to the role of Neo so that he could make the film Wild Wild West. The lead actors trained every day for four months in order to pull off the fight scenes, and Keanu Reeves is said to be the nicest person alive. He chose to give a huge chunk, totaling a reported $75 million of his earnings from The Matrix, to the special effects guys and the people behind the scenes whom he felt deserved it more. And that's it for your pop culture. Did I make it in time? Mm. Good I don't think so. I think we may, we guaranteed that you weren't going to make it in two and a half minutes yeah. so we could dock your pay because <laughs> it's in your contract. Even though you're a superstar, you get more money now per episode, but we sabotaged you. We screwed you up with our Oh my fluff. gosh. Good with stuff. Fluff. Season one. Not bad. Season one. Get your tickets to Friendsgiving. 
Listen, guys, uh, you can tell we're a successful podcast because I yes. got the poster in the Scott's background. Scott's got a now. new poster. That's a huge. Check you, out you the don't Instagram understand. this week, guys. You, you don't understand what an investment that is for iHeart to get that thing made and get it over to me. I mean, thirty-six dollars we got. Unbelievable. You that yeah, I'm worth. There that. you go. I'm worth it. <laughs> I always knew I was worth about thirty-six bucks. That was my dad that told me. <laughs> that was a good episode, by the way. They did not disappoint in that finale. At they all. did not. That was a, that yeah. was that was what you call a capper. Um. See well, you next I, week. Well, we'll see you next week, everybody. Actually, Stay we're safe. dropping a bonus episode this week. Bonus episode. Oh, we are? Yeah. Should I announce that? No. We are dropping a bonus yeah, episode. People can you just, just did. Well, yeah, that'll be enough. I don't need to announce it when you just lean into your microphone so casually and say we're dropping a bonus episode. What was that? Everyone like? heard it's not it. A, Everyone not heard a setup it. for me. <laughs> oh, wait. I already did my favorite line, but you guys need to do yours. Sorry. Oh, what was your favorite line? What was your favorite line? Go ahead, Riley. My favorite line was from Claire, and she said, the Girl Scout scared me. (laughs) (laughs) Danielle Romo, fresh off her yacht, what what was your favorite line? Fresh off my yacht. Um, Just because Amy's favorite line is the same one as mine, I will choose a backup. My backup is from Rory when she says, because I love you, you idiot, to Dean. Mm. I love them. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mine was, Mm. doesn't matter what time it is, I'll be around. Mm. Boom, Luke. Boom. Boom. Um, my favorite line again, and I don't mean to lean so Michelle, but it's just, I just, the, the brilliance of that character. Um, I love the, uh, the line, uh, and it was off screen. It was toward the end of that scene when he was mm-hmm. having that fight with Kirk, mm-hmm. which was epic. And he kept threatening. Kirk kept saying through the scene, uh, I just do what I'm told. Uh, and Yannick would say, I mean, Michelle would say, say that one more time and I will punch you in the nose. 10 out of 10. That episode was yeah, excellent. I think they all were. I kind one. of agree. There's not really a dud in the whole no, season. No, there isn't. There really isn't. I mean, they're all just got stronger and stronger and stronger. Mm-hmm. Wow. Was I, was I really on that show? I just, I can't believe it. I know, I know. Did that, I, get, I got so lucky. Not that you that not show. that you don't believe it, but it is so interesting. And, I, you know, I thought about it with 98 Degrees last week. It's like, wow, to be a part of something so iconic, you can't mm-hmm. really put it into word. Scott, congratulations on season one. Thank you, Good guys. Job. You were great. What a ball club, huh? We got a ball club here. Season. We got through season one. Yep. Wow. And all our annoyingness, we're here. It just, it just, it it just, really. I mean, we're going to continue to annoy everyone all the time, 24 7, every podcast, every (laughs) chance we get. One, two, sometimes three times a week. I was sitting on my couch in my media room and I picked up a phone and I called the Sugarman. And uh, here we are, wrapping season. Look at us now. It will look at us now. now. My God. See you next week. Wait, what's the, Riley, what's the first episode of season two? Sadie? Sadie, Sadie. Sadie, Sadie, Sadie. Sadie. Wow. See you guys. Have a good one. See you next week.
And don't forget, follow us on Instagram at I am all in podcast and email us at Gilmore at iHeartRadio.com. Oh, you Gilmore fans, if you're looking for the best cup of coffee in the world, go to my website for my company, scottyp.com, S-C-O-T-T-Y-P.com, scottyp.com. Grade one specialty coffee. Ah, summer, the best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. My whole life, I've been told this one story about my family, about how my great-great-grandmother was killed by the mafia back in Sicily. I was never sure if it was true, so I decided to find out. And even though my Uncle Jimmy told me I'd only be making the vendetta worse, I'm going to Sicily anyway. Come to Italy with me to solve this 100-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.